is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Miranda Otto, and we cover it all from standout moments in her career to her acting process and daily rituals. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Miranda Otto. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Miranda Otto. Miranda, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Clayton. Lovely to be here. This is so great. I always have to I have to say her name every time she comes up in these connections. Anne Gailey. I Anne swear Gailey. I swear by her. She's fantastic. <laughs> Such a wonderful person. And I can't wait to have this conversation with you. Uh, regarding so much of your life and, and everything you've done to date. Before we get to that, I want to take it back to the beginning of time for Miranda. What were your entertainment dreams growing up? Um, my father is an actor, so I grew up around um, theater and film. So my dreams, my dreams were in some ways like a reality. And then there was a point in my life where I had to choose whether I wanted to go down that path or whether I wanted to go down a more academic path. Um, I was really quite academic at school and, um, you know, into like mathematics and um, I got into medicine and I was going to do that, but there was always this pull, but it's kind of different for me than for people who, you know, come from a town where they don't know anyone who's an actor. For me, it was like, I was always around it. And so it was, do I really, Am I just doing this because my family did it or do I have, you know, something to, to bring to this? You know, is this really my calling or is it just that something that I'm hugely familiar with? Um, mm -hmm. As a kid, I used to um, have other friends whose um, uh, parents were actors and we used to we used to get together and write a lot of shows and they had a theater company. So we used to get to use the stage once a year, sort of around the Christmas holidays. Um, we'd get to put on a show. So, you know, I feel like I was always kind of acting through my childhood, um, but I just never knew if I was going to take it professional. Was there a particular defining moment where you decided this is what I'm going to do? Or was it a, a slow burn, <laughs> so to speak? Um, I did a film when I was in my final year of high school. I was um, cast in this film and that was such a great experience and I hadn't worked on film. I'd always sort of done, you know, stage things with my friends. That was the first real professional job that I had. Um, Lee Remick played my mother in that. She came down to Australia. Um, she was just such a wonderful, gracious, alive person. And I, I really enjoyed working with her. Um, and then at the end of school, um, this moment came up and I got into medicine and I just took this moment. I was like, well, am I going to go next year straight to university or what will I do? And then I thought, I'm going to defer for a year. And in that year, I just started working as an actor. I started getting um, jobs. And from there, it just I just kind of never went back to university. Um, maybe one day I'll go back and... <laughs> complete a degree but um I started working and then I had an agent and then they suggested that I go to drama school so after two years of working I went to this drama school called NIDA in Australia and did three years there which was really great but that was sort of the moment was like that moment of like would I jump headlong into a more academic 
um, career for myself or would I take a chance on being an actor? Mm. And was it a was it a difficult decision to decide to take that chance or had this pretty much been a it was pretty consistent at this point and you were feeling, you know, this is definitely the right, you know, what was that self-talk? You know, I, I sort of felt like I had a backstop because I deferred for a year so I could always go back mm. um, if, if it didn't work out. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, this was, you know, the, the late 80s and in the late 80s, it just seemed like anything was possible, you know, like it always felt like, oh, if you want to get a job, you can go get a job. If you want to go to university, you can go to university. In those days, university in Australia was free. Mm. Um, so I... I was very lucky to, you know, um, come out of high school at a time where I, I just felt like the possibilities were infinite really. And that if something didn't work out, then something else would. So it wasn't a moment of thinking like, Oh my gosh, um, what am I doing with my life? I have to make this big decision. I was only, what you know, at that stage, I was only like 17. Um, so, so, you know, at that point I felt like there was, plenty of other options that could happen in the next, you know, seven years. Sure, sure. What did your parents teach you about work ethic? <laughs> um, well, I remember I was doing this play professionally and, you know, one night after the play, I, I went out with some friends and, you know, I was out late, I don't know, like one o'clock in the morning. I was actually staying with my dad in Sydney because that's where the play was. And I actually grew up in Newcastle. Um, so I was staying with him while I was doing the play and then he um, he gave me this lecture the next day about, you know, you can't sort of go out and you, you've got to really concentrate, you have to be really disciplined and, and I, you know, I thought of my dad, um, you know, as someone who he must be, you know, very disciplined about everything and then working with other actors who would work with my dad, all I'd ever hear about was what a naughty, naughty actor he was <laughs> and that on stage he was always trying to make people laugh and then he was always like making up jokes backstage and you know he was actually like a, a, a bit of a, a derailleur really if anything <laughs> he gave me this big lecture about you know how serious you have to be about things and yet he's he's um very kind of joyful not serious person when he's working i think i love that i find you know some of the right top performers that we we're talking about before we recorded uh, such as yourself have a balance or it's a, it's a good thing to have that prepared, you know, being prepared and showing up, but also not taking it too seriously, still having fun, you know, yeah, yeah, hitting your marks, yeah. having the intention, you know, when everything's rolling, but, you know, still having a fun, you know, energy. Yeah, like a sense of play at the end of the day, like it's, it's having a sense of play yeah. in that moment, giving yourself the freedom to to do that. How about kindness? What did your father teach you about kindness? Oh my gosh, my, my dad is an extremely kind person, an extremely generous person. Um, you know, he would give you the shirt off his back. He, you know, every play that he would do, he would paint all these pictures for people. He'd buy presents for everybody. He'd write big cards to everybody. Like every single thing he did, he was always um, giving to everyone around him. And um, people love that like people respond to that that warmth so I, I mean I think I I learned by example from my my dad in that way mm -hmm. did you have or do you have any mentors 
And are there any standout pieces of advice that you've received? So there's an actress in Australia called Robin Nevin, who's a really wonderful stage and screen actress. I mean, she's very famous for her stage work. And I've also worked with her as a director um, twice. Um, she was someone that uh, I really look up to, you know, someone personally that I know that I look up to um, because she's not only a, an amazing actress very intelligent um you know has an incredible range in what she does but you know she's also someone who then went back to university who ended up running a theater company as artistic director she became a director as well like i admire not only her acting skills but her um belief in herself to to go beyond that and um you know i, I think we're seeing that more and more these days with young women um, mm. being being more inclined to not just see themselves as actors but see themselves as writers and directors and and people who actually make things as well as participate in them and um, uh, I, I found that uh, very inspiring. Mm. Um, good advice you know um, when I left high school this guy, and I don't even remember who he was, came to give a talk. And um, he had three pieces of advice. And one of them was keep some time for yourself. And then another one was, but, you know, make sure you always have friends as well. So it's mm -hmm. like, you know, the, the top and tail of that. But the third one was don't be afraid to fail. And I think like that's the, best piece of advice in life. I think we're mm. so much trying to um, secure everything and define everything and be right and that we miss the opportunity to fail. And you actually learn a lot more failing than you actually learn when you get it right. When you get it right, sometimes you don't really know how you got it right or what it was. Like, and maybe you don't want to question it because it was right. Mm. Um, but failing you you learn loads more how has that opened up for you mentally with taking chances or risks i guess is there do you find yourself stopping and then repeating that and then allowing yourself to potentially fail definitely when when work comes in and i look at it and i i know that something's good but i'm not really sure how i can achieve it how i will do it um there is that moment where I think, well, this is frightening. This is a frightening piece of work. Um, but I think, you know, because it's frightening, you should probably just go for it. Like, and sometimes scenes and things, there's certain scenes and you think, oh my gosh, I just, woo, this is really out there. I don't know how I'm going to do this. But um, I think in that moment, those are the, the times actually when you don't know are, are actually kind of the most important times because you can surprise yourself in in what you find in those things i think i think the unknowing is probably more important than the knowing mm. yeah and there's a lot of there's a lot of magic that happens <laughs> in a moment yeah. there, there is you know i mean i feel like sometimes um on some projects these days people expect people to come in kind of you know 
snap frozen like you know you've auditioned you've got it down it's exactly like this now bring that exact package in and I, I you know I I like the idea that you know we're there to kind of explore it in that moment that we don't know exactly what we're going to do um we're not sure how it's going to work um and I think you know kind of more interesting things come out of that you really have to listen really hard to kind of you know work out exactly where you are in the scene and and be affected by what's happening in it and um i don't know i think those are the magic moments on screens Mm. when when people really don't know exactly what's going to happen in the scene (laughs) it's not how we planned it but it's great (laughs) the um i I I recently did this thing in australia which was um about the bushfires it's an anthology series um six separate stories with a kind of a linking thread of two characters but my story that i did in it was um a completely standalone story Mm. and uh i got this script and i knew it was a really good script and i knew it was an important story to tell but it was terrifying because it was just so filled with grief and mm. I really didn't know how how I would um you know f- find that to the level from what from what I had seen from um people on television who had you know like documentary footage of people who had lost everything who had you know lost family members who had lost their lives who had lost you know their their houses and everything and I felt like, how will I, you know, meet that moment? And, and how will I bring something to this that is, is worthy of being there, considering, you know, that there's already, you know, so many interviews with, with real people that are devastating. Mm. Um, and uh, so it was myself and another couple of actors who were really terrific, and, um, you know, we were all, I realized when we got there, we were all really scared of this project. We were all like, oh my gosh, are we really going to do this? And, um, you know, we had a fabulous director, but um, it, it, it actually turned out really, really well. And so it was just one of those things, I guess, an example of, of taking on something and really not sure how I'm going to achieve it. But I know that I've got a lot of good things around me. I know the script's really good. I know I've got a really great director. I know I've got other really great actors and just like, just, you know, jumping in together and, um, you know, um, giving it all you've got. Yeah. And a, it's a big help is, um, trust being able to trust who you're around. Yeah. <laughs> are, yeah are there, um, Is there, I know it's, it's going to be hard to maybe pull one out, but is there a particular project you've worked on where the process was, particularly enjoyable or the way in which uh the you know rehearsals to shooting to everything was kind of just open honest playful ex you know you could you could have that exploration um look there's been a lot of things that I've worked on where we've had some really interesting um processes to to get there there was a film I did many years ago called Love Serenade, which was in Australia mm. uh, with a woman director called um, Shirley Barrett. And she wrote the script and 
that was kind of seminal for me because it was playing a character who was sort of really different to anything that I'd played before. Um, you know, I played a lot of coming of age kind of stories, um, mm. a lot of like middle class kind of young women. Um, and, and this character was odd and strange and, and the writing was, was so um, um, particular and, we went away to a small town um, to shoot it because it was it was all set in this really small town, um, and we we rehearsed a lot, but we also kind of like took the characters on the road. We improvised a lot. We we worked on the characters, and that was a great process because I felt like after those kind of two weeks of working together, I really I really knew my character really well and that I, I could have kind of taken that character into anything. I could have improvised anything mm. as that character. Like I felt like I'd been given the time and the space to play with other people and to really develop the relationships with the other actors, the, the few actors that were in it. And that I, I just felt really secure in making this character that was so different to myself. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.